Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 359 of the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. In a disclosed location. Studio location. Yes. We know where this is. It is the All Things Comedy uh, location, which is in Bill Burr's bunker. Yes. Uh, he is a survivalist, and we're here. The apocalypse has happened, and mm-hmm. so we're going to record until... As long as there's electricity, we can keep going. <laughs> it's a solar-powered freak zone. Wow. Uh, so how about them Oscars? How about them Oscars? We should... Mm-hmm. Let's introduce our guest. Sure. Should you bring up that there's a camera first? I don't know. Can I run my own goddamn show? Or can <laughs> we... Can we just... You guys are rookies at this. I don't know if you... Uh, do? I don't know if you... Uh, you didn't know the, num- the number of the show. I do now. Okay. I said it before the thing. All That's right. how we do every show. It's a okay. tradition with Chris and I to go, yeah. what number is this? And then one of us pulls out our phone and looks at the app. Aww, Look, part sweet. of the charm is the show is we both have very poor memories. Oh, yeah. Well, perfect. I'm, your, no I'm your perfect pre- guest. <laughs> and no pre-production time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, folks, you are hearing to Murray Valer. Hearing to? You're hearing yes. the voice I'm of, hearing to him. I'm hearing to. I'm, an, I'm adhering to Murray Valeriano, our guest. Thank you for having me. It's always fun to be here um i see you a lot yes i only see chris probably at the festival and then every once the in a once while. or twice i do the show yep. here so i'm trying to pull a salinger <laughs> to become a recluse eventually but it's hard with a family yeah so yeah, it's <laughs> weird when you're <laughs> when you can make this bunker kids you yeah. can't yeah. just yeah. yeah uh so we should we should say this uh it is our first time filming the show yes oh interesting so for those of you listening one of the things we want to start doing is videotaping the show and then cutting up the show into segments and putting it on um cutting one it of up. the video services <laughs> we could we could say youtube <laughs> One of the video services. I think Aaron just pushed me out of the camera. Yeah. Pushed me out of their shot. Oh. Yeah. I don't need you. We're How exper- many shots? This is our first one. This is experimentation for the camera. Yeah. All right. It's an indie You've film. You've already made a nightmare for the editor. <laughs> um, is that Aaron also? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. This guy. Uh, no, we know Aaron's limitations. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Aaron's the heart of the Ghostbusters here. <laughs> so. So. Yes, yeah, so those of you listening to this, we're going to start releasing uh, clips of the show on the Comedy Film Nerds YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. That does exist. That does exist. We just <laughs> we haven't, haven't updated in a while. We just haven't put any new content on it, but that's changing today. Yeah. Today. <laughs> those of you watching, hello, welcome. Those of you watching mm-hmm. on YouTube, you know you can download this on iTunes and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an app? Yes, like there's a Comedy Film there Nerds app. There is a Comedy Film Nerds oh, app. Mm-hmm. Good. I'd uh, like to, yeah. There's also a podcast app on your iPhone or Droid phone, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know about droid. I don't yeah. use their filthy <laughs> technology. Right. Is that the one that catches on fire? I don't know. The They're all animals yeah, yeah. as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Get it on your Zoom. Yeah. I live in my uh, liberal elitist world of mm-hmm. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Zoom was the, the PC version, right? It was the uh, it was the Microsoft. Microsoft version? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, I'm sure people are going, well, beats the Palm Pilot. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Palm Pilot. I'll be quite honest with you. Really? I really liked it. I um, like the flip phone. I miss the flip phone. The Palm Pilot had the keyboard. I just, I really... The and phone, the stylus. You, could, you get a little Star uh, Trekky on it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. And you never butt-dialed. Mm-hmm. You never true. butt-dialed That's anybody. True. That's true. Good point. God. All right, we should bring it back. All right. <laughs> Who's old? All three of us. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to talk about the 89th Academy Awards. Yes, just and happened. all the surprises. But what makes today's uh, episode special is we have someone as a guest who was actually there. I was there. Murray, yeah. your wife, Mary Zofries, was nominated for Best Costume Design for La La Land. Yes, she was nominated. This is her second Academy Award nomination, third BAFTA nomination. First, first Academy was True Grit? Yes, True Grit. What was the third BAFTA? 
La La Land. She. What uh, do you mean the two prior? Uh, the, uh, Catch Me If You Can. Oh wow! True Grit and now La La Land. Man, she did Catch Me If You Can. That's yeah. awesome. And there was like Hollywood Reporter articles why why she didn't get nominated for an Academy Award for that. I mean, there was a lot of this is before BM before Murray. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just hearing it hearsay. So because I wasn't a you know. So let's I was still for, young and right, single. Then, let's let's talk about the let's obviously. So, spoiler alert, there was a crazy ending. What? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. There, was the, what? there was an M. Night Shyamalan ending. Surprised all of us. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember, you know, I was on the Twitter feed. It was like, all right, no no surprise here. La La Land won Best Picture. All right. good. Thanks, everybody. Good night. And then the next tweet I put was, WTF. <laughs> well, <laughs> right when it was going down, I, I, I tweeted, holy shit, and then my phone died. Right. So everybody was following. He's like, "What? What? Murray's dead. They got. Yeah. They, 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 that was Warren Beatty took him out. So tell us about that first. What? That, okay. What the hell? And then go into sort of the whole night or whatever. But like, all right. Well, because you told when you when we came into when we just saw you, you, you know, you just we just right before the show, you're like, oh my god. The whole night was nuts. So the whole like, night was kind of nuts. And yeah. then you said the ending sort of. <laughs> was The ending was the icing on the cake. And I want to preface this by saying my, my wife is nominated. That was the reason I was there. And I will not. There might be some things I can't talk about just because I don't want her to. Sure. You know what I mean? And by the way, these are all my opinions. So Scott Rudin, if you're watching, don't take it out on Mary. <laughs> Keep hiring her. <laughs> Joel Ethan. Come on. Um, so it's all me. This is, don't blame Mary for her knucklehead husband. Exactly. And his comedian it's, mouth. All yeah, you famous exactly. producers and directors who are watching, don't pay attention to this. <laughs> I'm sure they're on YouTube right now. Well, they've been subscribing to our YouTube channel for years. Yes. Scott mm-hmm. Rudin is. And they he watched just, the Tom Hanks interview with Dean Hagelin. Yeah. That's... Yeah. From three years ago. Yeah. And they uh, and they laugh and never hire us. Well, we had so the, anyway, we had the uh, director of uh, a really the foreign short. I forget the name of it about the TVT train. It was great. I loved it. But he was sitting at our table at the Oscar lunch and he's like, we would like Mary to do our next film. And I'm like, hire her now before she wins an Oscar and her rate goes up. And she's like, shh, stop. let's not do that. <laughs> so expect a feel of that. All right. All right. So we know what, everybody knows what happened. There was a mix up in the uh, envelope. Mm-hmm. Um, that like a high level, I just read like a high level person at Price Waterhouse is in charge of so you were saying only two I, people... From what I know, and I, I could be wrong on this, only two people have the envelopes and know who wins. And there are two envelopes for each category. There's one uh, guy stationed on the left, uh, stage left, one guy stationed on stage right for the entrances. And somehow the wrong envelope got into this guy's hand. Now, rumor has it, and I read this afterward, that he had just tweeted out something, either a picture with Emma Stone or... Emma Stone looks great, and then like 30 seconds before he handed the envelope to uh, Warren Beatty. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they think he gave him the wrong one. Gave him the wrong envelope. That's a theory I read. So I can't, I can't, right. really, so speak then to, I can't really speak to that. Explain, mm-hmm. It all makes sense now because Warren Beatty, when he gets the envelope, opens it and goes, um... Yeah, he had the wrong one. Oh, he had the wrong yeah. one. And mm-hmm. At first, everybody thought it was a senior moment. Right. You know, and then he thought it was trying to be funny because, right. you know, we, we don't know what happened yet. And yeah. then he shows it to... I always want to say Faye Angela Dunaway. Lansbury. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, wow. Faye Dunaway would slit your throat if you made that comparison. She looks like she could kill someone with her bare hands. Still. Still, mm-hmm. of course. She's that angry. Uh, but no, but she then sees the thing that says Emma Stone for La La Land, and she just sees La La Land and goes, La La Land. Yeah, right. yeah. I know. And, and listen, uh, 
I, th- I think almost everybody handled that situation really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't get mad at Warren Beatty because I said, look, he should have. It's easy it's, to. It's, it's not his job to get yeah. the right envelope. And, it's, uh, yeah. and yet it would have. <laughs> sure. Would ha- should he have gone maybe. Wait a minute, guys. We got a problem. Right. Right. But, like, you're asking a guy in front of uh, 2,500 people in a live theater, 30 million people are watching at home, to, to, oh, <laughs> to have that wherewithal to say... And, and you don't think at a, first, it's like, well, I mean, I can't... They couldn't have given me the wrong envelope. Like, you're right. not thinking that when you're up there presenting. Right. And he's not... And he's like, oh, but he's been in the entertainment business for so He's not a live performer. No. Right. He doesn't, you know... I mean, when I recorded my album two years ago on iTunes... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to give Warren Brady a break. I forgot, I forgot the joke that I was going to name the album about. Mm-hmm. And I do this all the time. Right. And I had to rename my album because I didn't do the job. <laughs> so it's not... When you got all eyes on you, especially millions of people, it's mm-hmm. not that easy to, to fucking roll with the punches. They said mm-hmm. cl- 32.9 million people watched it. So that's... Right. Well, Mary's special? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. 32... Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Why, I really that's should, why I really should have done that joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I knew that many people were listening. Really blew it. That's why he works in podcasting. <laughs> if any of us had 32, 33 million people doing, watching anything we're doing, would we be here? No, we'd be in prison. <laughs> we... <laughs> All right. Chris, Chris has some interesting ideas yeah. about Seriously. fame. Get him about out of that fame. bunker. That's why he was in favor of the O.J. Simpson doc winning. Yeah. Um, oh. So I, We'll yeah. talk about that. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a sec. So tell us, because the whole thing with with the best picture is almost always. I didn't pick that one for winning. I picked thirteenth. I was making a joke, pal. Oh that, no! That, that, I, I, you know, for a second I thought, I, did I pick that? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's right. Well, we can write off that thirty-three million. Watch yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> All right, Aaron, um, do you have a pen back there I could borrow? Um, so what do you want to start with? Best well, short? No, well, no, I want to. I, let's talk about what happened at the end when he announced. Because oh, yeah, yeah. Because, okay, all right. Well, I, I had a. Pr- I had they a always, bring, they always bring the whole cat. They always bring everyone on for best picture because it's the last award of the sure, night. So sure. you always, they always have like thirty people on stage. Right. So walk us through that. Okay. Well. Um, all right. Well, we 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 went down for. Uh, they put us three row three rows. Uh, from the stage for Mary's category, and then they moved us back up for later. Um, for exercise. For exercise, yes. <laughs> Listen, I wanted some exercise. It's a long show to sit through. <laughs> um, and so she got a text saying, you know, they wanted her to come down to, to on stage if it should win. And they tried that at the BAFTAs, but it didn't work out. Like, they didn't, it was like, Oh, like five minutes before the texts were going around. And, and La La Land won the BAFTAs. La La Land mm-hmm. won, won Best Picture for the BAFTAs. Um, and so she got <clears throat> Mary got a text that said, you know, come if we win, come up on stage. And she was a little hesitant about it because she does not at all like to be in the spotlight, you know. At all, she does. She's a little, you know. So um, I'm like, honey, you know, just do it. If you if you do it, just just bolt to just do it. Especially it's if you see other people. It's the coolest thing you're ever going to be yeah, able to do. Especially if you see other people in uh, the production designers who won. Uh, they were going up on stage and they're less camera. For, you know, right. they don't like the spotlight either. So. So La La Land wins, and Mary gets up and starts going. And as soon as she starts going, man, there's the uh, I, I was kitty corner of the teleprompter, and one of the stage manager's hands just went up in the air and was like, basically like flagging down a actually how they flag down the car in nocturnal animals. <laughs> just <laughs> just kind of <laughs> pull it over, and uh, I'm like, you know, I work in television. I'm like, uh, something's up, something's up. And then 
I saw one stage manager duck under and run up before they had other stage manager, which I guess saw until I haven't watched it yet, but I guess another you could see the stage manager coming well, behind. Well, on TV, it's kind of mm. because you kind of see some commotion, but the shot is kind of a tight shot. I would fit, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's that tight shot that just shows that shows maybe the half a dozen people crowded around the microphone. And it's also deliberate, too, because if there is chaos going on in the wings, they don't want to sure. televise right. that. Sure. So then two or three producer or stage manager shot across the stage. And then uh, started just grabbing envelopes because Emma still had her envelope from when she won Best Actress. And the, the there was... So they were collecting envelopes? They were looking for the right envelope because they had the wrong oh. envelope. So, but, so it was misplaced, too. It, I guess it was misplaced. That I couldn't, I couldn't say. Oh, interesting. And keep in mind, I'm going off memory of chaos right <laughs> and a couple of martinis because so, <laughs> mary's award was in the first act so i was right. at the bar every commercial break <laughs> this is the real academy awards That's right. <laughs> the husbands and wives of the nominees are just tanked at the oh, bar boozing yeah. it up man yeah. oh which is great last time i went they had a cash bar during the ceremony because everybody always hangs out at the bar after their thing so they made it a cash bar but this year it was free Side note. Nice. That's probably Jimmy Kimmel's note. It probably was. By the way, I thought he did a fantastic job this year. I gotta say, and I was not a fan. I, I, I'm very similar. I've never been. I've never thought he was that great. I've mm. always been like, I watch his show and I'm like, ah, okay, fine. I thought he was. I was not expecting him to be this good. He yeah. was great. He no, did I, a great job. He won me over. He won really? me over. Oh man, completely. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the Meryl Streep jokes. When he was basically saying all the the quotes, the tweets from from mm. Trump. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's been phoning it in for right, thirty right. years. I, I thought he did a great job. And then he handled this moment at the end very well. That's the job. I, I disagree. I think I think he dropped the ball on it. All right, how so? I think I think he should have actually him and the director should have shut down. Well, they couldn't shut down because they were live, but they should have just some the director should have got on the talk back. So ladies and gentlemen, we need to hold for one second. Please just hold for one second. We have a problem. That would have that would have Settled everybody down because I think Moonlight got overshadowed. It's still getting overshadowed. Right. And the poor guy, the director who who started speaking, you didn't hear the first half of it because everybody's like, oh, right, so right. you're getting overshadowed this great movie, which I think should be in the spotlight. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's where I that's where I feel Jimmy could have handled it better. And at least the director needed to just to get on the talk back and, and just calm the water. It's like, you know, following somebody who's killing on stage. The MC comes up, settles the water, right. gets them ready for the next. Somebody should have yeah. come up. All right, here's what happened. You know, and w whether Jordan, and Jordan Horowitz is a great guy, whether he jumped the gun to come mm -hmm. out and kind of save everything. What, did he act too fast? Or, so Jordan or is did, the producer of La Jordan La is the producer okay. of La La Land. Okay. Jordan Horowitz, I believe, is his name. So, but I, the other producer had to get up after he knew. Right. That's the problem. Fred, and Fred's a nice guy, but he had, he's like, I watched a little cl uh, one clip of it this morning before I came on your show, and Fred, like, he knows, but they're like, get up there, talk, talk, and again. So what do you do? I mean, I, you're, you're like, like you you're getting, to talk, you're on you live you really didn't win. television, you, yeah, and he ended do? his speech with, by the way, we didn't win. Right. So, so then when, when all this is going on, and then they announce, when Jordan says, guys, we didn't win, and then mm. shows the card. Yeah. And then the whole everyone kind of goes, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. So then what? Ha like, what was the vibe in the theater? Because it was hard to get a sense of that from the TV. It was every everybody was just. <laughs> there were two uh, journalists from the LA Times next to me who I'd just gotten into a fight with, and. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you call them fake news? <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> well, the problem was they were tweeting through the whole show. 
Mm-hmm. They were tweeting through the whole show. Like the first, and then they, le- they left for most of it. And mm-hmm. then I was just being my snarky comedy self. I'm like, I took a picture. I'm like, hey, these guys tweeted through the whole show, just kind of goofing on them. And then they just, you can't take our picture. That's not, I don't give you permission to take our picture. And <laughs> oh, I'm like, fuck well, you, wait, journalist. I don't even know their, I don't even know their live television broadcast. Journalist, yeah. And that's exactly, <laughs> I'm like, did you see the, did you see the sign yeah. that says when you walk into this, your picture will be taken? Yeah. And they're like, this is bullshit. And I go, well, you've been tweeting through the whole show and it's kind of a drag, man. He's like, well, we're journalists. I'm like, well, who are you journalists for? LA Times. And then like that, like they freaked out. And this was mm-hmm. during the commercial break. Mm-hmm. Right before Best Picture, and they, they, <laughs> they were caught, they were and they were like freaking out. I mean, I was just being a sarcastic comic, you know, like, and they freaked out. So I had to like calm the waters, you know, like, all right, it's fine, whatever, it's cool. I won't tweet it out. It's or quite whatever. an evening for you. Yeah, it was a fun night. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so as soon as that happened, everybody was like, oh, and I'm like, now you can tweet. <laughs> you said that to him. Yeah, you should have been saving up for this. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I, I so I mean, you. everybody I, was just like, it was. You know, oh, yeah, the, everybody was on a device. Everybody was on a device. People were like, what? What's going on? Some yeah. people are still confused. Yeah. Warren Beatty's probably still confused. Yeah, I, I think um, Jimmy Kimmel, he could have taken a little bit more control of it for mm-hmm. sure at the end. But the thing about Jimmy Kimmel is, I disagree. I don't think he did an amazing job for this Oscars. I've really felt like, now he didn't do horrible. I thought right. he was like right in the middle. Okay. Like he was like, I'm like, okay, we did a decent job. I really felt like it was, he was trying to channel Billy Crystal. They really, it really felt there was a concentrated effort this Oscars to do. Well, we want it to be funny, but not too edgy. We want it to be really middle of the road. It really felt that way from the bits to the monologues to everything, where there was like nothing was too mean, nothing was too biting, but also too political. Uh, nothing was yeah. too political. I, I noticed really, it wasn't I, very I really felt like everything was deliberately, it really felt calculatingly down the middle for the entire show. Well, I think, you know, I think last year with the Oscars so white right. and then having Chris Rock, who that's Chris Rock's bread and butter, right. social commentary. It was a deliberate um, uh, kind of a, not a course correction, but a deliberate, di- a deliberate different direction for this year. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I that was obvious, and they were also, it seems like, trying to say, hey, regular America, many of you that maybe vote for Trump and, and hate us Hollywood elitists, we're going to bring a tour bus of you in here, and we're going to drop candy from the sky. It felt very much like... Pandering? <laughs> well, yeah, it did feel like a little pandering, like because yeah. because that's the thing is, is you know, the, the Hollywood, you know, most of them are liberals, but you have working class people going. Uh, no, Mel Gibson was there. Yeah, I know. That was, well, why the fuck was he there? But like most of them are. Yeah, most get of to them hang out with Casey Affleck and yeah. get tips off each other. Oh, Jesus, two awful humans. Absolutely. Um, but like that's part of the thing is you hear this of like you know working class people saying so these these Hollywood millionaires are telling me I need to be more liberal. Are they? Uh, is Charlize Theron not wearing forty thousand dollars in diamonds to help poor people? Like uh, that's the thing. It it it's. So that criticism has come up a lot. It comes up a lot every year when you watch this. Sure. But then that to me felt like they were trying to address that. I actually liked the the dropping of the candy and I liked bringing the tour bus. That was the, that was the best moment of the Oscars when it was like, who's your favorite actor? That man right there. She points yeah, at Denzel no. Washington. Yeah. I think my favorite was the the bit that I thought really worked well was the uh, the stuff with Matt Damon because he's such a great sport. It was that such was a great runner, that man. Was really, really funny. It, really, but runner. that's from their show. Like they have this ongoing. And I, and, yeah, but he set funny, it up. But, that, but he set it up what good enough? Yeah, absolutely. He, Even if you don't watch the yeah, show, you know. Which but, I don't. And it was that kind of thing too. Where it's like, well, why aren't there more fun, more thought out jokes like that in the entire show? Like I felt like that bit specifically stood out more than everything else. Because you have people like Viola Davis who take themselves way too seriously. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? There were a lot of uptight people there. No offense to Viola, but I thought her speech was a little, aren't we great? We need to, you know, uh, as actors. Um, but there's just too many uptight people there, man. They're, they're all uptight. You you could tell that was like it was like all right, look, you know, let's let's tone it down a little bit. I mean, no matter how bad you do, you're still going to do better than James Franco and Anne Hathaway. That was the last that, time I was there. That doesn't it doesn't oh, that was is still going to do better. <laughs> that was than, awful. Than that. Um, you know, every other host since then and before then has actually tried. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, but you, you you feel like too, it's like it's such a. Th- um, a a, a line to it's like a tightrope. It's you know Billy Crystal, but then you also have like David Letterman, who I thought was really funny when he was. I thought he Oscars, was great, and uh, people hated him. I know, I remember skin. that. Like they, they yeah. can, Hollywood can handle the like, um, oh, the sixty-year-old producer with the twenty-year-old girlfriend. They can handle yeah, yeah. those jokes, but they mm-hmm. can't handle the like, hey, some of you are rich dicks. They <laughs> yeah. can't handle that. It's like, no, wait, why? You know, I drive a Prius to my private jet. Right. <laughs> They can't handle that. I'm so, buying a Priya jet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, they, so they, they and, and a big part of that night is there's some cool aspects to it, but then there's always this, this self-congratulatory stuff that's like, right. And they do take themselves way too seriously. Yeah, at the time. it is a, it I mean, is a stroke I, fest. I, I tweeted too. It's like after like the first monologue is like, all right, he's, he's, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is so inoffensive that they've already booked him for next year. Like, <laughs> right. you know, like halfway through, you know, he was rebooked. So, but Jimmy Kimmel is inoffensive yeah. on his show. You know, mm-hmm. one thing I don't like about Jimmy Kimmel is, as a presenter, not as a person, on his show is, remember during the debates when Ken Bone asked the question? I, I turned to my wife, I go, 10 bucks, he's on Jimmy Kimmel tomorrow night. Right. And he was on Jimmy Kimmel like in two nights. Like, he mm-hmm. just scours the internet, you know, when, when the lion uh, was shot. He gave a monologue about it and cried. Like anything that's hot on the end, that's right. what he does. It's a lot of content to fill in a strip show. I understand. I understand. <laughs> but, you know, whether, whether you like Jimmy Fallon or not, he, he that's Jimmy Fallon. That's all. He's always been a goofy suck up. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now Colbert's finally found his footing. He's number one now in the slide. Mm-hmm. He beat out Fallon. Fallon went down to three after mm-hmm. the Trump incident. So I don't know. I work in late night. Sorry. <laughs> we go and turn this into the I go late night this, film nerds. I want to go back to this, though. So then after Moonlight is the winner and Moonlight comes sure. on stage, I'm trying to see this on TV, but I couldn't really. So like because it's almost like La La Land people were sort of off to the side. And were they like physically just handing their Oscars over? Um, I, I, my wife, it's not my like wife booked. Extras. Yeah, yeah. My wife, she like saw it, like she made it to the stage because mm-hmm. she, she, you know, she did. She was smart. She was trying to go up in between speeches, and there's three producers, so she got to. I think she got up during. Uh, well, in between speeches for that, that must have been like six chances. Yeah. <laughs> so she got up. I forget. She got up probably right during, I think, Fred spoke last. So uh-huh. she probably got up right when Fred spoke last. And then George's like, we didn't win. And she was like, later. Yeah. <laughs> and she just ducked off stage. Apparently, mm-hmm. I haven't seen. I think Aaron told me that. Well, you were at the bar. Yeah, I was at the yeah, bar. Yes. I didn't actually see any of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just reading. I'm just reading your guys' tweets. <laughs> so she ducked off. And then, uh, yeah, like I, I like again. It's a shame, and I talked about this a lot with my wife. Is like the directors, like I don't know how it played on television. I haven't seen it yet, but no. Mm-hmm. But I didn't hear the first 
thing he's like the first minute and a half of his speech or whatever because right. everybody was talking and murmuring and that's oh, where Jenkins you mean when he was giving his speech for after winning Moonlight yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, but when the camera stopped rolling and the show was over was there like a lot of chaotic milling around and like what just happened like actually in the showroom there was a lot of like holy shit we are here on a historic night and it really to be honest with you bummed a lot of people out oh, like wow. we didn't <laughs> this, could, this could be the most this could be the most humble is could this even be a humble bre- like we didn't even go to the elton john party we we're like fuck, let's just go you know what i mean well, it was I, just a bummer of a night well because mm. yeah it's got to be you know la la land had a nice night they've had a nice sure they've had yeah, a sure. nice awards run absolutely so but that there is i don't care who you are if I put a gold trophy in your hands right. and then pull it away five, two minutes later, yeah. whatever, there's going to be an emotional reaction. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you got to think of. I mean, these, you, you got these, and these aren't, you know, people who just got. These are filmmakers. These right. are, you know, this mm-hmm. is Damien's thirty. You know, him and the music supervisor went to college together, mm-hmm. so they get to. Yeah. He's sharing this with his best friend, and right. you know, people. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people took a lot of chances on this. I sound like their PR person. <laughs> people <laughs> took a lot of chances on this movie, and it did really well, whether you like it or not. Let and me turn it, the page on the press release. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's pronounced Chazelle. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, then it's like, yeah, you, know, right. you know what? No. And then you got to wear that on the head in front of thirty-nine million people. Right. So right, you know, plus the... you've also just emoted your speech, which is not probably not easy. But I, yeah. I, I will say, like, Jordan... I, I, they handled it really well, considering all those they things. They handled it well. Sure. And, then, mm. and then Barry Jenkins, I thought, handled it really well, saying, the La La Land guys are a class act. We've been traveling around with them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That was really cool. But I want to I wanna actually talk about th- this, because I, I finally saw Moonlight last night. Mm. And um, it... I liked La La Land. I mm-hmm. had a blast with it. I liked that. Mm. I'm not a... I've never been a big musical fan, obviously, as I said on the show, but it... It was cool and it was fun. Moonlight, I thought, was a better movie. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the, the, the same like issues you had with it, Chris, right. because mm-hmm. I didn't find it uneven personally. Right. I didn't think it was trying to cover too much. I thought it was pretty clear. It was just, here's a, 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 a young guy struggling with his sexuality in mm-hmm. this environment sure. in these three stages of his life. Right. And I really like what Barry Jenkins did it's a slow-moving, methodical film, and right. I think that and it's segmented. It's very, it's yeah. three. It's, there's mm-hmm. three acts. Right. Eight-year-old, sixteen-year-old, twenty-six-year-old, or whatever right. the actual ages mm-hmm. are. But like, so there's those three segments. Um, but I thought Barry Jenkins did a fantastic job in terms of. There's a lot of really well-acted scenes with little to no dialogue. Mm-hmm. That it's all facial emotions, and I was like, wow. And he conveyed some some great stuff it's in my opinion because one of the character traits was the character didn't speak very much right right so it's it's a lot to um, it's and a lot for the actor to do you have tough to emote to, with your face but so there's a tough also, sell on the director's point too yeah but there's also mm-hmm. some great other scenes like the scene where the young kid is at the table with by the you. way all actors should emote with their face yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> but there's but like there's the scene where the young kid is at the table with the janelle monet who i thought did a great job and marshala ali who did a great job and deserved the oscar yeah, yeah. although he's only in the first act correct but there's a scene. But he lights up that first. He act. He lights sure. up that first act. There's that scene where they're all sitting at the table, and there's all these looks back and forth between the three of them, and they're very, they're saying very little, but emotionally they're conveying so much, and that to me is like that's good directing. I mean, there's obviously very skilled actors, mm-hmm. but and also the casting of the three different guys. These are three different people playing the same person, and to obviously like. 
we're not the same people we were when we were 16 or when right. we were eight, but mm, there's a- th- We might be. We, we might, yeah, we have not <laughs> emotionally matured at yeah. all. Um, that's why we're doing a film podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, but like, there is a thread of who you are from all of those ages. And so for Barry Jenkins to direct these young actors, and even the 26-year-old guy, that actor, I haven't seen him in much mm-hmm. either. There was all these great moments. And I also thought his use of sound- We've talked about it on this show when we talk about the difference, you know, sound mix and sound design of what the character was hearing in these certain moments where certain sounds would kind of go away and then the other sounds would come up and it was like, oh, this is what this character is going through. So I thought Barry Jenkins did a, did a phenomenal job and I'm glad that they won, although I still think Lion is a better film my opinion, just because mm-hmm. I cried all the way through Lion. Right. Mm-hmm. Moonlight was good and I was really engaged, but it wasn't that like grab my heart. Some people had that reaction, but I also, the thing I liked about Moonlight is we've seen the story of, of a young man struggling with, the, uh, from boy to teenage, struggling with his sexuality. And, and that was mm-hmm. only the one of the things he struggled with. But I mean, there's true. a lot going on. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We've never seen uh, somebody, a young man, struggle with his sexuality in that environment. In the environment of drug dealers mm-hmm. and a mom that's addicted to crack and no dad and your only father figure is a drug dealer who's struggling with his own morality. That was great. He wasn't that, that was the thing. He's such a layered character when the when he's like mad at the mom for smoking crack. She's like, yeah, but you sell it. You're selling it to me. You don't give me this, I'll get it anywhere. You're selling, and he has to face that fact. The kid asks him, are you a drug dealer? And he, and he like bows his head in shame and says, yeah. And the kid gets up and leaves. Like we've never seen, a, to, to my knowledge, we've never seen a story about a kid struggling with being gay in this environment. Yeah. And, and the two, this movie had the potential for the, 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 the kid in the tough gang neighborhood and the gay story of a, of a runaway, you know, like a collision course of cliche right. for the ending. I don't want to spoil it. They the end ending. it with a fist bump. You're okay. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> or something. Or like the, 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 the gay stories are typically end so tragically. I don't want to give away the ending. But I thought in both of these parallel worlds of, you know, the street kid and the gangs and then the, the kid struggling with being gay, they could have hit so many cliches that we've seen mm-hmm. before and they didn't which is one of the things i thought it was so powerful and which is another drag why this fuck up happened because they didn't get to share their own they didn't get their own moment they didn't get their own moment and it's overshadowing it's overshadowing this great story that needs to be told and i love barry jenkins well uh, I, I really um, think you know the, the good thing over that though is even with all the nonsense that happened at the academy awards there is now a lot more um uh, awareness of all of these films, including Moonlight. So I think ultimately good will come out of it and more people will see mm-hmm. these movies. And really, um, honestly, I, I liked I liked a lot of the movies on these this Best Picture list. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see um, Moonlight, I like Manchester by the Sea, uh, Hidden Figures, I mean, Hell or High Water. I mean, the best advice we can give you is go see all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, there's a lot of Which good one movies. wouldn't you go see? I wouldn't go see. <laughs> Arrival is the one that I, I would say is the weakest of the bunch. But uh, I, I a lot of people Arrival. A lot of people disagree with me yeah. on that, and that's fine. I heard... I didn't like Fences. One, so... I didn't like Fences. Okay. Fences, yeah. The, and Lion I haven't seen yet. The reason I didn't like Fences is because it was a play, it's and a stage, they, yeah, yeah. they didn't really mm. adapt it for the screen in At the all. script, mm. and it was just watching a stage play. I mean, that right. opening, there was like four monologues in like the first 10 minutes. Right. Like, yeah, oh, they could have just put a get, camera in a, a theater. A quick rewrite would just yeah. let's 
Yeah, yeah that's when you shoot a play. Sometimes you really shoot a play. Yeah, definitely. Right. And what, yeah, but I, I think all of these movies are fantastic. And and Chris, you bring a, a good point. Like, the look what happened happened. It sucks. Right. But I was in a theater last night, Monday night, mm-hmm. the Monday after the Oscars. And watching it, the film. Watching the film. And it was about 80% mm-hmm. full. And, oh, on a Monday. On and, a Monday and, night. Oh, that's great. And you got to remember, too, Moonlight, I remember when I went to see it before the Oscars, it came out earlier in the year. No one cared. I, I mean, no one went yeah. to see it. It came and went. And even when I was buying tickets to see it uh, before the Oscars, the people in front of me were buying tickets, and they went, did this movie just come out? And the ticket taker was like, nah, it came out a while ago, but now that it's nominated, we're bringing it back into the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, so. It's a funny thing about marketing that I've mm-hmm. learned, because I work in television, I don't work in film, but I've learned is like they'll just bury a movie. Yes. Oh, they'll, yeah. they'll just eat it. They don't want to put any money in the marketing. They buried. Right. My wife also did uh, Hail Caesar. Mm-hmm. And they buried it. Buried yeah. it. And they I buried really it. liked Hail Caesar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So well, they'll the, just bury a movie. But this mm-hmm. is where, like, the Academy. I'll, I'll give them. I'll give them credit, like, for bringing this movie to to people's knowledge and people like Barry Jenkins. I didn't know much about him. Mm-hmm. I knew Marshall Ali mm-hmm. from uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the all oh, these yeah. young actors, Naomi yeah, Harris. I've known her mm-hmm. a little bit. But like, there's this is a great story. Um, and it's worth seeing. And, and what I and so there was a lot of talk online, like, is are the Oscars still, you know, hashtag so white or whatever. Mm-hmm. This year was a step in the right direction mm-hmm. for that. But it's still it's still like, look, it's been 51 years now since a, an Asian or a Latino woman has been nominated. You know, like mm-hmm. so like the, the, the Academy, like. All, all white isn't diverse. All black isn't diverse. Black and white is not diverse. Mm-hmm. Diversity is everybody. Absolutely. Diversity is, is everything. And I understand you've only got five slots per category except for best picture. So I'd like to see more voices and, and hear about more actors and stuff like that. And, and this isn't, you know, like we've talked about this, like Meryl Streep always gets nominated. And I don't want the Academy to do the other thing that they do sometimes is just start. Is sh- never start. Nominating Meryl Streep again. Well, <laughs> well, <he> that. <laughs> but like, start shunning older actors just for the kids. Like, I'm saying, there's really like the woman that was nominated for Elle. I don't know much about her. Like, right. let's find amazing actors and directors and 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 writers of all ages, of all ethnicities, sure. and do that. That's what I'd like to see. So anyway, that's yeah, it's funny. At the Baptist, she presented and she said, you know, in 1978, I was voted. They have like a best new actress, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, and then it's glad to be back so soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, all right, let's get into some right. of these awards. Absolutely. So, best picture, you know, go check out a lot of these movies. They're all I good mean, films. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I love La La Land. Um, I, I, Helen High Water. I was, was, I, was I was really happy at oh. Fake One. You know. Yes. So. <laughs> For, I'll say uh, this yeah. real quick. The the first thing that popped into my mind when the when the Jordan producer goes, "Wait, guys, sorry, it was Moonlight." I thought. He was like burdened with white guilt and was like, oh, this white musical cannot. I'm not. I'm right. right. Oh, (laughs) right. Right. Moonlight is an all black (laughs) cast. Oh, no way. Do I want to hear the backlash? I'm just fucking handing this shit over. That's what I thought. That's what I thought he was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So best director. 
Uh, and this is where Damien Chazelle. Now, it's interesting here. Usually, we talked about this with the Doug Benson podcast. It's like, well, best director and best picture. Generally, they yeah, get together. Yeah. Sometimes they split, but it's rare. And uh, I was actually thinking it would split. And then after you and Doug kind of talked me into that it would be the same <laughs> for La La Land, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm going with La La Land. But I'm glad that uh, since he didn't win best picture, he was able to get um, best director. And it's um, youngest uh, youngest, youngest director ever. ever. Well, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. other thing, I mean, you got to give him look. La La Land. Again, it's not an easy movie. It's not to an shoot. easy movie to make. Like from a di- from the job of the director standpoint, and again, like whether you like it or not, that scene on that the one hundred and five or whatever, yeah, all that stuff, the camera work, the the camera work, along with um, choreographed dancing, two actors that are not professional dancers that had to train and train and train and train mm-hmm. and train, uh, and all these big dance numbers yeah. that's not that's a tough job of directing on top of that getting great one-on-one acting scenes right and all of this like maybe i'm not going to realize my dream <laughs> moments which is painful right um so yeah i, I thought it was good that he that yeah he did I, that. I agree and uh, so best actor, uh, we have Casey Affleck won uh, a little bit of an upset. I feel like uh, Denzel Washington got Bill Murrayed on yeah. this one. <laughs> and uh, he did not look happy. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought this was surprising. I thought Denzel had it in the in the bag. But now it's interesting Viggo Mortensen was nominated because Captain Fantastic was a decent movie. I love that movie. I, I didn't like the ending. I thought it it had like a weird. It, Schmaltzy kind of. But like it didn't really match the rest of the movie. I felt like it was kind of tacked on. Uh, but even that being said, I thought his performance in the film was fantastic. Yeah. But generally when you see a um, uh, a Best Actor nomination and there's no other nominations for the film, it's a little it's more of an uphill climb for that right. actor to Oh, win. that makes sense. Yeah, I guess so. Huh? I didn't, you know, I didn't I didn't see Manchester and the reason I was going to see it and then I started to hear all this stuff about Casey Affleck and so I just didn't want to support him. So I don't I saw it before I heard it. <laughs> just starting that out there, which yeah. is the truth. I but. saw it the day of. Oh, no. <laughs> That's got to taint you. <laughs> so like from so so for that I was definitely tainted in terms of like I didn't want him to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like of course. That he did. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's yeah. funny. I, 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 it meant to be a joke, but people took me seriously. I'm like, hey, I'm going to Comedy Film Nerds today. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and people, and like people took me seriously, like why that scumbag Casey Affleck won and, and all, all that stuff. And Sharon Houston was all over it. And so yeah. now, um, performance wise, I mean, it's obviously it's another obviously strong category. But um, you know, I wasn't sure if Ryan Gosling was going to win just because generally the the movies that are a little lighter tend to not. Yeah, I didn't think um, he was. I yeah. didn't think he was going to win. Uh, but yeah, I thought it would have been Denzel over Casey for sure. I mean, Casey did a, a good job in the movie, but you know, you can't really look at that category and go, "Oh, I can't believe they're there." Right. Like, it's, it's still a, a, a you know, it's a category. Drag about that Casey Affleck thing is I really I like Manchester by the Sea, and I loved You Can Count on Me, the, his other uh, right. the director's other movie. That right. I, mm-hmm. And it's just I don't know. It just kind of bums me out, man. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of having to separate or try or should I separate the art from the artist conversation again, right. you again. know? Maybe again. just don't be creepy assholes. Yeah, maybe just, yeah. <laughs> maybe just make yeah. good movies and be a nice guy. Yeah, and maybe don't be a your douchebag. fucking privileged life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, do you really do you really need to hassle women if you're a movie star? Like, come on. <laughs> like, the amount of women that must be throwing it at you, do you really need <laughs> to fucking sexually assault yeah. them or fucking hurt Like, do you need to, like, what the fuck? But the whole entertainment business always uh, seems to turn a blind eye to it, man, you know? They turn yeah, a blind eye to money, man. God, it yeah. doesn't happen in any other industry. Yeah. Or, or like, politics. <laughs> oh, God. I know, but this is the only industry I know. 
So, Although my the bartending industry, so that's <laughs> what I was in before this. <laughs> so best actress Emma Stone. I didn't think this was a surprise. Um, I really thought she did an amazing job. Even when you look at like uh, um, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone together, if you take their performances separately, I think. Emma Stone really dug even deeper than Ryan Gosling did, and I really felt like her performance in La La Land was fantastic. Mm. Now, I the like, other performances no. are good, too, obviously. Um, Meryl Streep, you really feel like there's only four categ- you know, there's only four nominees every year because she seems to take one every right. year. <laughs> like, um, this is the, the, like, this is my thing. Like, I'm sure she's good in this. It's Meryl Streep, but there's, <laughs> there's no other actresses out there that are doing really solid work. Is there some work? kind of rule where if you've been nominated or you won a certain amount of times, you're yeah, ineligible? But... It doesn't even have to be forever. You're, in, you're ineligible for two years. Yeah. Like, Maybe something I, like on, that. Let's just take that glass ceiling for women and apply it to the Oscars. Right. You know, and then you see, yeah, you, you see other, all, all these other movies come out where they could have nominated somebody. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Let I, me like, ask... I liked... Uh, Ruth Negga in Loving. I thought she was great. I didn't get to see that. Was that, how was that movie? It was good. It was good. It was a great. It's another. It's a story that needs to be told, like Hidden Figures, and it's it's about the first one of the first interracial couple, well, the first interracial couple who fought Alabama in Alabama. I think it was. And she's great in Preacher too. Oh, I, I didn't see Preacher. Oh my God, it's like a you know obviously it's a completely different character. She plays right. a real badass, but it just shows the range of the actress. Sure. And even Janelle Monae in both in Hidden oh, Figures and this, the range of her, man. Yep. And she's, I, I knew her as a, she's an amazing singer. I yeah, saw yeah. her open up for Prince. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was fantastic, man. <laughs> but let me, let me ask you this. So did you get to have any conversations with it, like, with any of these folks? Are they even? Uh, I talked to Viggo Mortensen. Or were you Mortensen. just fighting with, uh, I was just fighting with Taylor Thomas. The journalist. <laughs> Pussies, they didn't even retweet my tweet about oh, the fight. <laughs> Plus, journalist. I don't know. Yeah. We, we, we call her, he calls himself a comedian. Yeah, yeah. we call ourselves a lot of things. <laughs> we, call, we call Sorry, comedy yeah. film nerds a company. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it's, we're all living in a fantasy land. Yeah. It's um, all about letterhead. <laughs> <laughs> all things comedy is a network. Let's be serious. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, who did I, I didn't really. Talked to I talked to Vigo Mortensen for a little bit because he sat next to us. Is he cool? Yeah, he was really cool. He's, he was there, I think he was there with his family, so I didn't really want to take right. up much of his time. Were they all living in the RV? Yeah. <laughs> Kid had a raccoon God on her head. It. If he was his suit made out of hemp, like I really hope that's what Vigo Mortensen is. He's like a Green Party supporter. Right. I want him to just show up and just like compost his hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really. Last time I went, I talked to a lot more people, but it, no, nobody really like. Nobody really. You really kind of burned a lot of bridges from the last time. <laughs> yeah, it? yeah. I was like, oh, close the bar, close the bar. <laughs> no, but I, I like, like, I don't know. I, I targeted like people I wanted to, you know, like uh, I surf sometimes with Rob Trillo from uh, Metallica, and he was there because he scored one of the short films, which I didn't know. So I was oh, like, wow. I saw him on the red carpet. I'm like, I gotta go say hi to him, and then we talked for a while. So, mm-hmm. and then. Nina Garcia from Project Runway. I really wanted. So I went all the way to meet her for some reason. The strange, frustrating guy to say. But, yeah. <laughs> but we watching. My wife got me into it. So you know. So I didn't mm-hmm. really get a chance to talk. I've I've talked to Emma a lot. I've never met Ryan. Didn't you say you tweeted something about Justin Timberlake? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so I'm going to the bar, <laughs> and Justin's down there, and, it, and that opening to the Oscars this year was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was great. Great way to open the show. It was great. And and you know what? I I hope they do that every year because I like the sprinkling the songs throughout. Mm -hmm. 
and put it, do a big number, like do a big number. And you already yeah. got one down at the beginning. Yeah, you're opening the show, getting one down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and, an, and a fucking ass shaker, too, man. Right. I yeah, mean, everybody, it's, I mean, it's a great way to open. Obviously, the, the stage managers and stuff came in, we're going to open, so you guys won't please get out of your seats and dance and he's like I, I don't have to tell you once you see this and sure enough man when he came through the thing and they, they walked right, they came right by us it's, it's a great song yeah and so I don't know halfway through the show or something I'm going to I'm actually going to meet my friend Wendy Wilkins who was working that show oh she nice doing some uh, who I'm sure you guys know and Justin was there and uh, I'm like and he was just talking to one or two other people so and he turned and looked at me and I said oh man what a great opening, man. That was awesome. You had all these uptight people, asses out of their seats, man. It was probably one of the best openings of Oscar I've seen in a long time. Thanks. <laughs> no just totally shouldered me. Way. He shouldered, shouldered you. me. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Half my friends write for Saturday Night Live. You wouldn't even have a comedy reputation without them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just shouldered me, man. J. Tim shouldered yeah. you. Mm. Isn't he small? Isn't he a short guy? No, he's about my height, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it because of something happened at a previous Oscars, Murray? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say I told James Franco to yeah. suck it last time I was there. <laughs> so you're like, get off your fucking list. phone, Franco. <laughs> making us Italians look bad. Yeah. I don't know why I brought race into it. Uh, yeah, listen. And that's I will... the one Italian that's making you guys yes, look bad? Yes, the one <laughs> Italian. Yeah. Really? That's the one, the one. Thing, that, thing that an Italian is... Okay. Nope, we're poker. proud of everybody else. <laughs> all right. All right. I guess I'm going to hang all, all the Irish on Sean Hannity. Yes. <laughs> that's a good example. I will yes, say this, though. That's a, actually, actually, he is making us. Him and Bill O'Reilly have ruined the Irish people. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that, look, man, we've all, and like, it's we've all had bad days. Lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I could have been his agent saying he didn't get a part or something to talking to. Who knows? We all have bad days or whatever. Mm -hmm. I actually met him once on uh, uh, what was that other Coen Brothers movie he was in? I'm blanking on it right now. With Oscar. So do you think maybe he, he was nice to me on that film? I'll say that. But he didn't know who you were. Oh no, there was no reason for him to. know If he would have known who you were, he would have been nicer, right? He probably thought you might have been one of these seat filler folks and was just like, "Oh, who's <sighs> this mope?" Uh, I was dressed too nice to be a seat filler. This <laughs> <laughs> is the guy in the camo pants and the hoodie. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize there was a dress code for comedy film nerds. There is. There is. This was the Oscar episode, Chris. This is my best T-shirt yeah. I'm wearing. <laughs> this is my best camo. I'm wearing a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we need to go to uh, best supporting actor. Uh, Marshala Ali, I don't think this was a surprise. He did an amazing mm -hmm. job. Well, in me, it. you, and, and Doug all did. Yeah. gave this a should and will win. I really wanted to give it to Dev Patel's hair specifically, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we figured he would win. I'll, um, I'll say this: so I saw Lion and I, and I saw Moonlight, and Dev Patel is great in Lion. Sure, mm -hmm. but Marshala Ali again, and some of the credit has to go to Barry Jenkins, as I said. Marshala is is. is it's when you bring up like the other thing that that Ruth Nega has done. I think it's important because when you see Marshall Ellie in House of Cards as as this guy who's just this you know slicked up yeah. corporate mm -hmm. political dude, and then you see him as this like uh, thug in uh, uh, Power Man uh, in uh, Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. I, same guy. It's the same guy, <laughs> <laughs> but the actual name of the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then you see him in this character. It's like. That to me makes this character even better when you see their range, as you right. talked about mm -hmm. before. So, absolutely, and I think Jeff, and I love Jeff Bridges, man. But <sighs> ever since 
Ever since True Grit, he's been kind of doing the same voice. Oh, I mentioned that too. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, and I was totally. Like, and I liked I liked Teller High Water. I thought Chris Pine was a little miscast. But thing. you didn't like Chris Pine? I didn't like Chris Pine. Really? Oh. I thought he was miscast. I really did. Oh, I thought he did a fine job. Dude, I thought he was. Yeah. I, th- I was. I was. I was glad because I was like, he's not being all. You know, Shatnery. Maybe it's because yeah. he was next to Ben Foster. That's my theory. He because mm-hmm. that's Ben Foster's bread and butter. That character mm-hmm. right there, man, and he's so good at what he does that mm-hmm. you kind of just forget he's Ben Foster. And right. the whole time I was like, oh, that's Chris Pine. Right. Yeah, well, Ben Foster is very good at playing the the flawed bad guy, but he does him each time a completely oh, different absolutely. way. Like, this guy from Three Ten to Yuma is yes. completely right. different from this mm-hmm. guy. And go back and watch him on Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, when he played the special needs kid. Wow. All right. I hope that was him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a thumbs up from Aaron. Oh, Aaron yeah. says thumbs up. Um, so, best supporting actress, um, Viola Davis. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I I, I, I predicted that she was going to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as as did Chris. Uh, this was a good category. Yeah. I, I think she had the most screen time of all the other uh, nominees too. Yeah. And that might be a factor in it. So I, I thought her speech was okay, but Murray, you were. <laughs> I thought it was a little. I, I, don't know, I thought it was a little. Look how great we are, and thing. And again, I'm, I've only seen it once, and when I was there, so I have not gone mm-hmm. back to see it, and maybe I missed something. But I, I thought it was, you know, because this is a giant stroke fest, and sure. we all do this, you know, we all love the stroke fest. That's why yeah. we're in it. But uh, I don't. I just I, it can get a little too aren't we important, look at us, in an already aren't we important, look at us environment. And I felt like hers was a little, there was one speech at the BAFTAs, which I don't know, she must be some British theater woman who was like, at times like these, they look to us artists for the changing of the, where's the bar? So we can get a little, and I thought she got a little self Mm -hmm. in that. Was it the queen? Was she uh... a? Oh, I got a hilarious story about that. <laughs> Tell us your queen back. Oh, it's not a queen story. It's a Prince William story. Okay. And uh, so we're at the Royal Albert Hall, which was awesome. It's the only time they'll ever be there. Probably the only time I'll ever step foot in the Royal Albert Hall. And uh, the royals were coming that night because I guess Prince William is the head of the BAFTAs, which the BAFTAs, by the way, is this charitable organization, unlike the Academy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not some like corporate country club no, that no. decides yeah, who yeah. gets what? Who okay. decides who gets a gold set. So there's like a, so Prince William is involved and it's, um, and so we had to be there at like six or whatever, cause at six fifteen it's locked down because the Royals are coming in. And so, uh, Stephen Fry hosted it and he came out and was like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, could you please stand up for the Royals? And uh, everybody stands up, and Prince William and whoever he's married to, I forget, come down the stairs. And Mary, who is always doing something hilariously wrong, <laughs> goes, shouldn't we be clapping? Are we supposed to clap for it? <laughs> like that? Because <laughs> it's dead silence, and this British bitch in front of us turns around and goes, you don't clap for the royals. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> so I start clapping. So Mary got every American in the Royal Albert Hall clapping at the royals when they weren't supposed wow. to. <laughs> God. Well, thank you for not uh, furthering the stereotype of uh, obnoxious Americans Ser- traveling yeah, abroad. That, that, that was really <laughs> We're just making America great again, one yeah, country yeah, at yeah, a time. Right. UK, and you're God coming knows next. there was no herd mentality. Once one American started <laughs> clapping, the other ones did. Jesus. You didn't have an air horn for when yeah. they went by? <laughs> oh, God. How do you not shoot uh, yeah. <laughs> bottle rockets up? And, uh, 
Oh, try burning this one, Prince. (laughs) Well, that's good. I mean, Murray, the important thing is you went into another country and made a scene. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Fuck him. We left him a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking royals are a big waste anyway. Yeah, because our political system is perfect. Yeah. Trump uh, 2017. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's running again? He runs every year? All right. I didn't know. Did I figured the way he's campaigning so much. I know. He's yeah. still campaigning after he won. He would love right. it if it was just always a campaign. Yeah. Yeah. How could he be in business and That's not know the, the phrase, don't sell past the yes? Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, outstanding. So, well, let, well, let's, because we, we have a time limit, kind of. No? We're fine. All right. We have another hour? Could you have just said we had a time limit? Like, I don't want to. I don't have anything to do today. Jesus Christ. I was asking you to say, Graham, we got to wrap it up. We can split it up into two episodes. Who's editing that? Yeah. (laughs) It's just one cut. It's part one, part two. Yeah, there's a lot of work, though, Chris. Aaron doesn't have anything to do. There's a lot of shit that I would have to do that I don't want to. You want to set up a Patreon page or you want to cut this bullshit? Oh, wait, hold on. Felipe Felipe Esparza's podcast is just canceled after this, so we got all afternoon. Oh, all right. Fantastic. All right. Let's keep it going. All right. Best animated feature film. Um, this is a category I always love. I love uh, animated movies, and um, mm-hmm. I really wanted to see Kubo and the Two Strings win. But again, Zootopia is really good. Moana is really good. Uh, I haven't been able to see the Red Turtle. My life as a zucchini is. I don't know how you can find my, my that. problem. I haven't. Yeah, it, I didn't even yeah. hear about it till it got nominated, and I have mm-hmm. a five-year-old. Yeah, it, it, I've seen a trailer for it. It looks cool. It's subtitled, so it's it's. Um... That's why. Yeah, that's why. That's probably why. I'm out. My problem with the with the with the feature animated and the short animated is it went to the cute movie, and this is my problem. Oh, I got a huge problem with that too. It's like they're they're saying. um, It seems like the majority of the voters are going when they hear animation, they think kids cartoon, and they're not giving the Mm -hmm. medium enough credit. Like Mm -hmm. Kubo and the Two Strings, and it's a different type of animation. It's stop motion, then with effects layered on top of it, which you hardly ever see anymore. Because actually, they're the only company doing it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean the the other the other short animated was Piper, and it was just Piper is just a cute one. Yeah, and also no, I will say this about Zootopia. Zootopia, as fun and lively as it was, did have an undertone of race. So there was a sure, little bit absolutely. more. There was definitely a little bit more depth to it, but I, I, I agree with it. Piper. I'm like, that's like a kind of cartoon that. Yeah. Is that really? Academy it's something Award? you. It's, yeah. a, it's a movie you would play ahead of a Toy Story film. Well, right. it was a Pixar movie. I I was talking to the director. Is, but that's yeah. the. This is the. This is where the Academy always. That's I agree with you because yeah. when we right. went to watch the animated shorts to vote for Mary for the Academy, we were like, okay, let's watch Piper because I hung out with the guy for a while. He was really right. cool. Mm-hmm. And the credits are like. A hundred pages. Yeah, long. yeah. yeah. Backs animate all these hundreds right. of animators, because which they do the, on everything. Because it's, it's all Pixar, the Kickstarter staff. And it was cute. And then yeah. we go over to uh, uh, what was the other short? Uh, the one I like. Uh, where'd it go? Well, there was Pearl. Nah. There was a uh, pear cider. Pear cider. We want to turn that, that one on. And that was fantastic. A little long for short, in my opinion. But that mm-hmm. was, and I'm like, bam, that's the and one. That's the thing too. I said the same thing. Was like that one is the art of animation. Yes. It's an adult. It's first of all, it's adult theme. Not that it has to be adult theme, but the layering of it, the creativity of it. Pixar just keeps making the. It's Piper was just the fucking lamp movie from twenty years ago, just with the bird on the beach. (laughs) You know, it's like they keep making that same thing with that wink, wink music and the yeah, and the music was. And some of the shorts that Pixar makes are vastly superior to some of the other ones. I mean, there's definitely a, uh, uh, but it doesn't. What bothers me is it doesn't matter. You know, the quality of the Pixar short. It's going to get nominated anyway. Well, I. 
my theory is after talking to this guy was just like he was messing around he was an animator messing around with this thing and I think one of the heads up at Pixar is like hey you know what we need an Oscar short this year why don't we just go ahead and do this right Mm -hmm. that was my takeaway from it right yeah well that's what it feels like it feels like it was it's Pixar filling the slot every year yeah exactly I want to go did y'all did you all watch did you watch all of them did you watch all of the shorts or did you just go oh Pixar and I'm just giving pictures. Well, you know what? They used to, you used to have to, now they send the, the shorts as screeners. Right. And they used to have to go to a theater, yep. sign in, mm-hmm. and sign out to make right. sure you watch them. And now you just get them like every other screener. And yeah. There's no... It was the same for the live action shorts, too. Yeah. That's how it used to be. There's, and now there's I no... Mean, to be nominated for a live action short, I remember when uh, I did my short film, Hit Clown, you had to submit a film print. Like it was, oh, wow. you know, you had to submit, and they would they would watch it and project it in a movie theater mm-hmm. for the Academy members. Now, that's all in the yeah. past. It's yeah, all yeah. just screeners and yeah. you know, DVDs. Although I love screeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, best foreign film. Um, this is the one. Oh, I I'm sorry. I, I I liked Sing. I wish Sing would have gotten nominated. Oh, Sing. Mm-hmm. Oh, they I didn't did. See they it. missed it. Um, I have a screener and a five-year-old. You can come over any day of the week <laughs> and watch. I've seen the beginning, the first 15 minutes of that, literally 150 times. <laughs> and it's great. The music is fantastic. Uh, uh, um, the lead character, fuck, why am I blanking on his name? Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even know it was him for is the it, first it, five it, minutes. Have you seen Moana? Uh, I like to say my five-year-old walked out of it. Wow. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready to go. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, my kids both loved it. Really, it uh, took a long time mm-hmm. to get to The Rock. I think that it was, did. It took and a little it was while a long for sure. sing, a lot of songs mm-hmm. up front. And, mm-hmm. So, uh, well, my kids are a little older, so it's like the eight and twelve seem to be like the sweet spot. Yeah, for that movie. They I really, thought I thought my kid might have been a little too young for it. Um, so, best foreign film, uh, The Salesman. Like I said, that was uh, that was the one I'd actually heard of. So I figured that <laughs> one was going to win. Um, and you know, the the director who I guess initially was not allowed in this country because of Trump's travel ban, but now is, and then decided to just... Oh, that was a fantastic yes. speech. And then have a, the, that woman read a letter from him. Right. It was great. Was was great. That but was now, a fantastic let's, speech. One of the things I want to talk about, too, we've talked about on the, on the show, is that uh, how ridiculous this old distribution model is in relation to the Academy Awards. Like, when people want to really watch and enjoy the Academy Awards, it would be great if the films were available to them to watch beforehand. And it's only a small fraction is. Uh, and that includes the shorts, too. Sure. So, like, even, like, I was trying to find The Red Turtle. It was playing in one theater in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It was Like, what movie would have been more perfect for on-demand right before the Oscars? Absolutely. You know, any of these movies. Like, oh, this is great. Well, if I get to see everyone, then all of a sudden, more people are invested in the Oscars. Because mm-hmm. they actually are able to see more of these movies. And, like, you can, see, you can, make, and you can mm-hmm. make it video on-demand, so they're making money. And the yeah. whole point of the Oscars is to say, hey, look at our industry. Right. Come buy a movie and ticket. it's a great yeah. marketing yeah. thing. It's like, oh, you want to catch up on Oscar movies. That's a category and on demand. Absolutely. Just here. Now yeah, you can watch these. B- partner up with a platform. Right. That's all right. Like, who do. wouldn't love to mm-hmm. partner up with the Academy and be able to screen these and make hand over fist? Because right. it's all about the bottom dollar. Mm-hmm. But that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. It, it's. Uh, I, and I hope we're, every year I think we'll get closer to this. And we never really do. Yeah. <laughs> we ne- you know, this is, I'm hoping now it, well, it, we'll it start gets to get clo- there. The only way we get closer is is through, not through the Academy. It's through like... Well, Netflix produced 13th. 
Yeah. So that's where you can go see 13. Right, immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. But, like, the Academy should be absolutely doing what you're talking about. And people, I would pay. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. All these movies that are tough to get access to. Anything that I missed that I yeah, couldn't yeah. find it's, or not playing in Los Angeles, that, yeah, I would totally would have bought on now. demand. And especially yeah. if it's good. Like, I yeah. bought the last season of uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy because I was so invested in it. I right. couldn't wait a month for it to come out. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck it. 25 <laughs> bucks. I got to watch this thing. Right, because I would, I would like, after the Oscars, I go, man, I really want to watch L. I want to yeah. watch the something Life of Ove or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, and I want to see the salesman. Yeah. Yeah. And at Mary's, you know, when you have kids, it's even harder to leave the house. Absolutely. You know? So if, you, if I want to, you know, I, I can't drive all over Los Angeles to find one movie. But if right. I could just click at home, like after the kids are in bed, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch as That's many huge. as I can. You think about yeah. where I lived in Argus, Indiana when I was a kid. There was mm-hmm. no way I right. would, I'd have to drive an hour and a half to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to go there. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, or you live in a town that has two screens or three or right. something like that. And the right. art house that'll play half these movies is two hours away. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or well, it's only one idea. screen. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, like, there's no room. For... Or one movie is playing one time a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got to get yeah. 10 a.m. to see the one you want. Or they only air the same studio's films. Right? <laughs> so, Gee, I uh, wonder why the film industry is struggling. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. figure it out. Yeah. Um, so best original uh, screenplay. This is now one thing. I went out on the limb and I said the lobster because I honestly felt it was. If you went by the word original, yeah, I was, I was just going to say that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely the most original. Now a, a couple of people online were like, "Original? That just means that it's you know it's not based on something." So I know what it means. I'm just saying that uh, yeah. um, as far Thank you, as Captain or, Facts, yeah, yeah, yeah original goes. Um, the thing I liked about the lobster, first of all, it was incredibly um, well. Uh, the world was well defined sure. and drawn, and it was so weird and so disturbing and so odd. But it was every little attention to detail was thought of. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, well, this is the world, so this is what would happen in this world, and this is what would happen in this world, and this is like every little detail. Nothing was left to chance. Mm-hmm. Like when you see bad sci-fi or fantasy, when they create rules and then they don't follow them. Right. Like I felt this movie was very, especially the script, was very cognizant of we're setting up this world, we're setting up these rules, we're not going to deviate from them. Mm-hmm. So now I thought uh, some of these other movies, obviously they're they're good scripts. Uh, Hell or High Water I thought was a very well crafted and put together mm-hmm. script. Uh, La La Land and you know Manchester by the Sea. Um, so I, I really felt though, honestly, I think Lobster and Hell or High Water were better scripts than Manchester by the Sea. What do you think? I mean, Murray. So you, I voted for La La Land. Mm-hmm. It's my wife's movie. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. Like for the Writers Guild, I'm like I'm voting for my wife's movie, mm-hmm. man. La La Land, yeah. I, I mean, I honestly, I think now that I'm looking at yeah, all three of them, I think were better scripts. Hell or High Water, La La Land, and The Lobster. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did love Manchester by the Sea. Um, but just and from, uh, uh, let's from say a writer's wife, point let's, of view, I love it. Man- wife's not in La La Land, didn't work on La La Land. Mm-hmm. Which one would you? My wife did work on La La Land. <laughs> So he doesn't know what you're talking about, Graham. So, okay. I, <laughs> All right, I got it. He's part of the fake media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're really married. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see a marriage certificate. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see 20th Century Women though. Yeah. I, I, is, I didn't see. This it. is redacted. Neither. <laughs> so, um, best adapted screenplay. And, you know, this is where Moonlight won. It, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a weird category, like Moonlight, but it was based on a play, but it. Some, I don't think it was ever produced. Produced, right? Yeah. I heard so something. Does about, that, I don't know does that, that for... mean it was an adapted? Well, know, I think it, it does in the sense that the because the... didn't it win like an original screenplay in, in other awards shows? 
Uh, That's a great question. Yeah, that is a good question. I but, don't know. But the, the, Aaron, get on that. The story by <laughs> question. So the 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 guy that wrote the original whatever it was stage play, mm-hmm. uh, he got the story by credit, and then Barry Jenkins wrote the. Um, and the story by the guy who wrote is it seems like it was sort of based loosely on his life because mm-hmm. when they accepted the award that's the impression that I got right um, but I think uh, you know having you know line is really good yeah uh, again fences I agree with Murray they didn't adapt it at all no. they just kept right. it so it, there was no adaptation like I thought even Hidden Figures was an excellent adaptation yeah yeah but really I good. my problem with Hidden Figures and I, th- I think I know why they did it. It was. It was. It just had too much Hollywood gloss on it. Yeah, exactly. And I think probably for the better to get people out there to see it. Yes. You know what I well, mean? There's an interesting thing. We, we so, talk about. That. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we, we talk about that. I do listen to your podcast. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's a good point. No, it's a really good. point. Well, like mm-hmm. so, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up on Twitter because one of our because we talked about this on the on the preview show with Doug about the question of the Hollywood gloss and one of it was like, did Kevin Costner. Was the, did a did a white guy really save them with the bathrooms and <laughs> and you know the, the whitewashing of that mm-hmm. and um, one of our fans that listens to this show uh, Takura sent me the, an article um, that about the the director defends his decision for the fictitious white savior, savior in the movie hmm. and it, it's an interesting article and he's just like look this is what happened I mean because the scene what we're talking about in the movie is she has to walk in the rain to, to go, yeah. way far away to the to the colored washroom and he yes. finds out about this Kevin Costner says no and there's this big scene you know she's in the rain gives a speech and then he takes this thing and knocks down knocks the, down the colored sign and that, this was like come on man with a hundred people watching with a hundred yeah, people yeah, yeah. and they're cheering and it's the whole thing and it was like with, with a crowbar with a crowbar and that was the thing and the, the director's reason for defending that is like it's okay in my opinion I get it, kind of, but then the actual woman who they brought on stage, who's still alive, is 95, said, you know what she did? She just used the regular restrooms. That was, and to me, that's a more, compa- this is the thing we talked about, the sort of mm. studio shine the to polish. Yeah, yeah. polish. Yeah. Isn't the actual truth more compelling that that was how these women just defied this situation because they couldn't give a big protest because right. they needed the job that they just went she just quietly went nope yeah yeah well, didn't they, sign a that's protest interesting. Never I, didn't know that. I didn't know that isn't that and that's the truth yeah yeah like yeah. that's more compelling it, it's interesting um for a number of different reasons i i, I can certainly see like uh thank you by the way takura but, for sending me that yes thanks uh, takura. I, I can certainly see like both sides of that because one of the themes of the film is that um you can fight racism and make change not just by going to protests and marches mm-hmm. but actually being good at your job right. yeah and actually and, and that which i i thought was an amazing theme for the film and sure. they address it actually for those those words you know yeah, in we're the gonna, film we're gonna def- we're gonna we're gonna protest and resist by being the best exactly. yeah exactly yeah. and, yeah. and it's, it's a great um it's a great uh, theme for the film and i think like when you have a scene like that the reason is we get back to studio polish. It's just a more cinematic scene. Sure. Her using the bathroom sure. that she's not supposed to use. Visually, it's not as interesting as seeing a big star smash a sign with a crow. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Really no, and I, even though I would rather have seen it less shine, I think right. that that's what's going to put asses in seats. And that and Tess Rafferty, I think, who was helping uh, get uh, inner city girls to go out to see it. I mm-hmm. believe Tess Rafferty. Who, Championed a whole thing oh, about that. Right. So I want to give a fantastic. shout out to I Tess. Mean, look, I, I hope it was Tess. The thing, well, the thing, <laughs> and overall, this isn't like a, a, a slam on the film because over it's 
this is sort of the like why I can excuse this to a point in terms of what you're saying that getting asses mm-hmm. in the seats because ultimately it's a story that needed to be sure. told. I didn't know about it. None yeah. of us knew about it. Most mm-hmm. of us didn't know about it, at least, until this movie came out. And I'm glad, you know, having a big studio behind it, big studio money, having um, Octavia Spencer, you know, she's she's won an Oscar. Like, having that behind it gets the word out about these women and the story they mm-hmm. did. And if, if, if having Kevin Costner be the white hero, <laughs> yeah. like, okay, that's the only thing where I'm like, oh, really, the white guy saved him? Mm-hmm. At least like, he wasn't doing an accent. That would have really killed it. <laughs> oh, God, come on. So that, so in the, in the overall, overall, it's a good movie. Yeah, absolutely. There's good performances. Sure. But Janelle Monet. Aaron, did you find anything ding. on wow. Moonlight? She's great. Yeah, Moonlight was based on an unproduced screenplay, and it uh, was nominated for the BAFTA for Best Original Screenplay. Okay, there you go. Confusingly. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Aaron. Well, it's nice yeah. recording here. We have an actual, like, someone Fact checker. Fact mm-hmm. checker. Yeah. It's not me fumbling around on my old laptop. It saves us from getting an extra three emails or tweets a week. <laughs> 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 that just saved me. Everybody had them all ready to go. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh man, man. Aaron, yeah. I was going to post some shit on the Facebook page. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> um, all right. What's next? Let, all right. So now let's go into costume design. Mm. Hi, everybody. Um, tell us. Yes. Tell us about the whole process in terms of, first of all, Going to Golden Globes and BAFTAs and, uh-huh. and all of this, and then and then what it was like at the Oscars on Sunday. Uh, I didn't go to the Golden Globes. I don't think Mary was nominated for Golden Globes. I think she was nominated for Critics' Choice. Uh, and she went to that. I didn't go to that. I stayed home with my kid. Um, just he's five. Does he's he five. need help anymore? No, he Can does. He he's not. <laughs> slow five. Um, <laughs> he's a slow five. In action, though, in action. Right? He's got it all up here, but, you know, if something happened, he can't really get to the... I'm fine. It's so great to hear an honest parent. Everyone's like, my kid's the best and the smartest, and he's ahead of everybody. It's like, mm, slow five. <laughs> that's, uh, what they said. that's what they called me growing up. Anyway. Uh, um, it's the name of our production company. <laughs> slow, slow five. five. <laughs> uh, so like, the big one, well, we went to the Costume Designer Guild Awards, which was great, and she won. So, oh, And she nice. hasn't won in her... Uh, Union ever, and she was nominated twice. Oh wow! She was nominated for uh, Hail Caesar and La La Land, and so she finally won for La La Land, well, which was huge. great. By the way, both amazing costumes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you see the costumes, in I mean, that was that movie. Was, I don't think I'm speaking for Mary here, but that it, she's she's like she designed twelve different films in one film, so that was right. like a costume yeah. designer's boner right there. Right. Yeah. She if did I can a quote fantastic job, and, and yeah, yeah, and that that wasn't easy too because you're doing all these different genres, but genres within a specific time period in the studio world, right? That are and then sort adhere to a color palette, yeah, and, you know, that's so fantastic, yeah. Um, all right, so uh, so that was last week. It was great, and she got, got brought her whole crew there. And they don't time her speeches, so she thanked each one of her crew. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't get Chad Load. I made Wait, the... she doesn't do everything herself? No. no. <laughs> How big of a crew does she have on a project like that? I don't know. There are two tables that came. Wow. So, I mean, and again, I'm a bit of a... I learned a lot because 
the low budget television I work, the wardrobe person just goes buys shit at Target and returns right. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but she actually keep the receipt. Yeah, totally. Don't spill anything on yeah, it. Yeah, she actually has seamstresses. She design hand yeah. designs, mm -hmm. and it's funny because people have gone over to you know doing it on their iPad and stuff, and she still mm -hmm. hand designs it, puts it on a black poster board or whatever, mm -hmm. and presents it with fabric and and all. It was really interesting. She's a very talented artist, man. I, I think if you can go if you can Google her uh, sketches from La La Land, I think. Oh wow. Because I think the Hollywood reporter did a big thing on that uh so then we went to the baftas which was great we always love it's awesome but first old, class to london fc baby hey. yeah, right come on that's where i caught up on all the movies yeah. <laughs> in a live flat seat oh um, man it's so nice it's to just, the greatest way to yeah. travel it is, especially after i toured doing a bunch of military tours doing stand-up in coach, coach. Mm -hmm. with four-hour layovers in ethiopia so the producer can save ten dollars <laughs> you oh know so it was nice to it was nice to marry up. Uh, <laughs> I understand. So the Baptists were great. <laughs> the Baptists were awesome. Um, That's why I married a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Um, <laughs> anyway, oh, so anyway, Baptist. Sorry, we go to the Baptist. Stephen Fry. Excellent host. He was great. Mm -hmm. He was great. And what amazing... Who are you up against at the BAFTAs? Trump jokes. Hold on real quick. What okay. amazing <laughs> Trump jokes without saying Trump. And mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're going... I don't need to... They're going over similar shit over yeah. there already. Right, right, but exactly. I mean, the fucking president of the BAFTAs, this uptight British woman, had came out and opened, you know, just said a few words and had a Trump joke. Wow. And I, I saw her after that. I'm like, you're the first one with the Trump joke tonight. Way to go. And I high-fived her just to make us look American. Trump 2017. <laughs> I didn't high five her. Did you um, clap for her? What? Did you clap for her? Were you, were you wearing an American Eagle tie? Was that... <laughs> oh, no, no. It clashed with my camo vest. Yeah. <laughs> and did you have like a 40 ounce soda at the thing? <laughs> like one of those things that truckers wear? Those... <laughs> um, oh, we're up against, Mary was up against uh, Jackie. Okay. Which, and then we're going, I'm rehashing re, uh, this. These are my opinions. They do not reflect my sure. wife's opinions mm -hmm. at all, which is bullshit. She's up against Jackie because mm -hmm. Jackie, there was no costume design. They replicated from pictures and right. film. So there's really no design in, involved in there. And, uh, but when we got into the BAFTAs, they sat us right up front. Mm -hmm. Like we're four rows back. And I'm like, Mary, I hope you, I hope you learned your speech. <laughs> and then she got really nervous. And then Jackie ended up winning. Uh. Uh, for that and I tell you what I mean to be a, a sappy husband I've been on television I perform all the time my heart was beating out of my chest wow. at the BAFTAs for of nerves I've like I, what is this dunk 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 and I think she was she was a little nervous too she doesn't like to speak up mm -hmm. but uh, in classic Mary form why I married her they mentioned her name and Mary goes wah wah <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So, okay, so, we, so she lost against the woman for, uh, who designed Jackie. Mm. All right, so now the Oscars. So tell us about the Oscars. Well, the Oscars, first of all, well, what, what, was, what was your, like, you and your wife, your conversation, like, going into it, was it, what were you thinking? Like, ah, we don't stand a chance, or we're in the running, or what were you guys, what were you well, guys Well, you know what? I mean, La La Land got a lot of love, and one of the theories is why it didn't win a few was because it got too much overexposure is one of the theories. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, the marketing team on La La Land was great. They right. marketed the hell out of it. Mary was at Q&As 
four nights a week, easily four nights a week with uh, Damien and Emma and Ryan and all those guys. Wow. And they all re- over L.A. Just all over L.A. Pushing the hell out. Just of pushing it. the hell out of this uh-huh. movie. And I'm telling you, she was out four nights a week, easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really backed her to get the nomination and hopefully the win, which obviously didn't happen. Um, and on the red carpet this time, the, the, the handler was great. Made sure she got on ET, made sure she got on TBS and stuff like that. But it was really early. That was a drag. They put us on the red carpet really early this time. And it was, then we had three and a half hours to kill before the, oh, wow. <laughs> before the award ceremony. Is there food at this thing? Yeah. Thank God. Right. Thank God. There was food at it. And a bar. Um, <laughs> that's, his mar- that's Murray's seventh bar mm-hmm. reference. Yeah. <laughs> it's called a runner. At an awards show. <laughs> it's called a runner. Um, it's my Matt Damon bit. Um, all right, here's, here's, here's what I thought was bogus and which was kind of uh, typical for the evening. Uh, Mary's award is was the top of the second act right after the first commercial break. So... When he came, when the we were going to commercial or before the show started, the stage uh, not stage hand, stage manager came over and said, uh, "By the way, I think stage hand is such a I, I don't know stage hand is just like right. It's like okay, go get my coffee. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like don't people, look me in the eye. Yeah, and people kept saying the stage hands ran up. They weren't stage hands. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know what I mean? So the stage manager came over and said, "Hey, you're top of the act from we're, vaudeville. The stage hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the in the." Not the the pool, as I would call it, but like that first tier right there. Mm-hmm. We had really good seats, and like they they were like, we're gonna move you guys down, to, and we're sitting next to the woman who designed um, Jackie. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move you guys down to like the, and we got moved down to the third row. Me and my wife and um, the woman who designed Jackie and her friend who was with her. Um, so you know, they didn't move the other costume designers down. So we get down there. I'm like, again, I'm like, Mary, I hope you memorize your speech, <laughs> you know? And by the way, I was, I was given Mary, after the BAFTAs, I was given Mary a 50-50 win. And then we're at the Costume Designers Guild, and the head of the Costume or former head of the Costume Designers Guild pulled me aside and said, I made sure everybody voted for Mary. So make sure she has her speech. Oh, wow. So that bumped me up. I gave her, oh, I gave her an 80-20. And mm-hmm. I wasn't telling Mary these numbers. Right. I gave her an 80-20 in the thing. So, but I really thought she had a good really, shot. Really? You didn't think that was a good idea to tell her right before they announced? <laughs> yeah. Giving you 80-20, hon. Yeah. Poof. <laughs> yeah. I put five grand on you in Vegas. Uh, I got because, like... So you're feeling pretty good about her chances. I, I was, and plus she'd yeah. been nominated before. Right. She's, yes. she's in the top five of her field. Mm-hmm. So... Those aren't specific numbers, but you know she's up sure. there. Uh, yeah, I really thought she. No, had it, a g- it's actually very accurate. That's five. There's five. There's she is in the top yeah. five of her. Yeah, yeah, she's, there's five. I wasn't counting Jackie. Yeah. Very uh, <laughs> <laughs> The Woman is very nice. I apologize <laughs> if she's listening. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, in the end, in it, from a TV production standpoint, as you guys know, you're getting moved to the front. We know something about these two. Yes. Right. We know it's mm-hmm. it's a toss-up. So now my numbers around here are going up, mm-hmm. you know, because... I was nervous for you, and I was sitting there going, when they were leading into that category, I was like, shit, man. Like, I... I like, I know I've been to your guys' house. I saw her Saturday at yoga, and I was like, good luck tomorrow. Right, right. You know, yeah. I was like, <laughs> it was like, and she had this big smile on her face. I was like, shit, man, she might fucking win. Like, yeah. this could be so cool. Yeah. Um. So I can't imagine. So you're anyway, you guys get moved to the front. We moved to the front, and apparently, and again, I haven't seen the uh, 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 telecast yet. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't show her face this year. I know. It, which was bogus. Some people tweeted at me, which was totally bogus, man. I mean, I don't. That was a really shitty call on the director, in my opinion. Do you think it was a, a call, or do you think it was just that some camera wasn't in place? Or something? No, no. They. I'm trying to think. Was there? Yeah, there was a camera guy there. 
Oh, There's a camera wow. guy there. They, you know, because uh, throughout the production, you have. So it's not the stagehand's fault. No, it's not the stage. <laughs> Normally, it is. Yeah. Well, the camera guy was busy uh, stuffing the envelopes for best picture, <laughs> so he was busy. So you know, you have ten roaming cameras throughout there to sure. cover different mm-hmm. live shots and to get on everybody's face. And so mm-hmm. on the BAFTAs, you know, it was right there. And then I sat next to Linus, the direct, the uh, DP. So mm-hmm. I was all over England. Mm-hmm. Um, and that last time they did it, they were on her face. Although Mary seems to. She doesn't seem, she questions that. So I remember being on, but we could not mm-hmm. have been. But I thought that was bogus. I thought that was another yeah, shitty choice absolutely. by the director. Uh, and then they Generally, read. you like to have the nominees on camera. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, you got a camera guy there. Right. You're paying them. Cut Use them. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And my wife's kind of a babe. Get another yeah. good looking yeah. woman on the screen, will you? <laughs> Stay away from me. Nobody wants a 45-year-old guy with braces on their fucking TV. <laughs> we'll save that for the plugs later. <laughs> 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 I'm sure this is the conversations that are held in the booth, but through the director <laughs> and the staff, I'm sure this is word for word was being said. Uh, so, uh, so they got the the two front runners in the front row, and the other three uh, costume designers up in the back balcony, and they read the name, and it's not the, any of the two front runners. It's Colleen Atwood, who was, all, that was in the back, who was said. in the back, yeah, who they didn't even move her up. And it was, I, well, you maybe know, they should recheck that envelope, too. Yeah, well, don't think that didn't cross my mind. <laughs> because the thing, and again, the Colleen Atwood thing, I feel like it was like Pixar with Piper or Meryl Streep. It's just like... I actually, I called this one on the preview because I, I knew, because I had seen Fantastic Beasts. And uh-huh. I realized it was, okay, well, it's period plus fantasy plus design. It's the, And Colleen Atwood, those things all together. Yeah, Colleen Atwood shits yeah. and they nominate her. Yeah. It really is. And, and, and again, in learning this from my wife... Uh, more, more people, they vote for more fabric, basically. Right. Like the more fabric you use, go go through the test of time. Um, Mary has a theory on why she didn't win, but I don't know if I should say that, so I'll tell you guys off air. Um, so yeah, so Colleen Atwood is always doing because when Mary is up for True Grit, she did Alice in Wonderland, which won. Sure. So mm-hmm. you know, so that's the, the that's, bigger, louder. The big, yeah, and then like I was talking to the sound design guys, yeah, you know, yeah. the the more explosions you have the, the more chance of winning you're going to get mm-hmm. so right. it's really more of a that's really why Colleen Atwood wins a lot and gets some of that because that's her that's what she does so it's all about volume and different ways of the work and also and I, I think yeah, also, which it goes against costume design if you mm-hmm. notice the costumes you're doing it wrong <laughs> you know if you notice the editing you're doing it wrong you know mm-hmm. what I mean I mean the costumes can be fantastic but if you're noticing it, you know what I mean yeah it's always they're just going for the big flashy one yeah and not going for the subtlety it's the it's it's like the problem I had with the animation they're not rewarding the craft of animation they're going for cute they're not Agreed. rewarding the craft of costume design they're just going for big and not that look Making the, ge- the the costumes for Fantastic Beasts, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of design. Colleen Atwood is good as what she does, but it's only they're only rewarding one aspect of something versus going and one costume design, one one she, type of costume. Plus, she won? plus know, you can't tell you can't tell me which wasn't CG and which was costume in that movie. Yeah, I know, and 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 like this is where and, and 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 to me, it's all part of the same sort of problem that the Oscars have been having for years. It it goes to your point, Chris of. Why don't they put these lesser-known movies on video on demand? Right. If you're trying yeah. to expand your audience, don't just say Colleen Atwood, Pixar, right. Meryl Streep, like the same right. fucking mm-hmm. five names mm-hmm. over and over. Get some new, get some new blood in there, yeah. and get some, and and like and, and like somebody like Mary, who's been doing it for so long, 
And has done so many iconic films. Giant. Yeah. Like, you just said, I was like, catch me if you can. And I immediately flashed on the look of that movie. And yeah. I was like, right. Jesus. She's... More people should know who she is because they've watched all of her goddamn movies. All, all of her movies. I went on her IMDb page the other day to rem- remember her birthday. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God Mary doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> She's too busy. She's right, too right. busy working to listen to By this. By the way, it's the same night I'll be at Levity Live in Oxnard. Oh, MaryValeriano.com. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, I just went, I'm like, Mare, man, you are leaving behind I like iconic films that are going to be talked about. When you're gone, nobody's going to remember my Rusty Cow album, but they're going to remember <laughs> your movies. You know, The Big Lebowski, Fargo, Catch Me If You yep. Can, True Grit. Just ama- amazing. You have an album? <laughs> Rusty Cow, you can get it on iTunes. Uh, yeah, so how did we get off on that? What were we talking so, about? Anyway. Uh, so, anyway, right. so Calling Out with one, it was a little bit of a, a disappointment. But after, after that fiasco, it was definitely like, well, maybe they fucked that up too. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't. I and how did, how was like, like, how was Mary, like, that night or the day after? How does she sort of, like, how was she dealing with that? Uh, I don't know if I want to speak to that because okay. that's Mary and she's a very, very private person. Okay. Um, I was heartbroken. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right, man. So, want to do a song and a score? Yeah. Let's All do right. that. Um, now, I think this is, again, not a huge surprise that a musical would actually do well in these categories. Um, but you have to remember, too, you have with original songs... Um, these Disney movies like Moana, they're musicals. They really right. are. They're, they're big Hollywood musicals. They just happen to be animated. So, uh, But City of Stars and the La La Land score, they're just they're, they're unbelievable and they're so original. How awesome fun. was John Legend? I loved it. I thought it was, it was one uh, of well, my favorite parts of the Oscars. I, was, I really liked what they did with the music, with the exception of I really wanted to see The Rock sing live. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> he even addressed it. Right. <laughs> well, City of Stars, I'll say this too. For days after I saw La La Land, I was humming and singing that yes, song. Yes, exactly. Like I, th- th- mm-hmm. It just, it was, mm-hmm. it was, and I love Can't Stop, that Fe- Can't, uh, Stop the Feeling too. Yeah, right. That was great. Um, so, all right, but original score again. It was La La Land. So you had mm-hmm. Jackie, Lion, Moonlight, and Passengers. And like Passengers snuck into a couple categories. Yeah, totally right. Well, this is un- this is honestly it's unfair because is anyone humming the Jackie, <laughs> Lion, or Moonlight? I saw Moonlight last night, and mm-hmm. I can't tell you. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. yeah, movie, right, but right. I wasn't like, oh, the score. Yeah. Um, but, but again, was, isn't that where you're not another situation where you're not supposed to really notice it? I mean, it took me. Remember, uh, remember the social network. I, I disagree. I think this is where um, I think the score and the song become part of the movie. Yeah, like the way Cameron Crowe kind of integrates. Yeah. Uh, music as like a sec, uh, another uh, character. I agree. Yeah, so, I, I, I can see mm-hmm. your point. But I, well, I always go back to social network where I couldn't like. Why am I so edgy? Why this guy's just eating? Mm-hmm. And it's just that that score, did that, that, that Trent Reznor. Well, yeah, that, you that, know what I mean. And so. that's uh, and that's when music works best is when it can convey the mood almost subconsciously, where yeah. you didn't even you weren't even aware of it. So that's that's a really good score too. Mm-hmm. Um, so all right, want to do the last one, best documentary? Let's do best doc. <sighs> this was a Jeez, disappointment. Absolutely. Fuck. I mean, this the OJ Made in America is a compelling documentary. Mm-hmm. It does deal with 
It shows what was going on in America back then. It shows that it was more than just a tabloid thing. Right, it, right. It related to race and the police department. Mm -hmm. and, sure. And celebrity. But you put that next to 13th or I'm Not Your Negro, and it's like, oof. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know, or even, you know, Life Animated. It's, it's, I was like, oh, really? Yeah. I was really disappointed in that. Well, you know, maybe it was just uh, the Academy's way of uh, going, all right, Netflix, slow down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop kicking our yeah, asses. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would I would give 13th or, or I'm Not Your Negro yeah. way way before O.J. Right. In a heartbeat. And, and uh, O.J.'s good, and I recommend people watching it if they haven't seen it. But mm -hmm. like, And if you have four days. Yeah, yeah. if you have four days. But then, <laughs> I mean, you got to watch... You know, in terms of, it's a TV. It's a TV series mm -hmm. that they that they put in the movie theaters to right. get consideration, and and that to me, is. They shot it and cut it like a TV series. Exactly. Thirteenth mm -hmm. yeah. and these other movies, especially like. We're documentary feature films. Feature yes. films mm -hmm. that visually, Ava DuVernay does amazing stuff in terms of the transitions and the animation right. and stuff like that. I completely agree with You know that. what I mean? It's like it was almost like it was repurposed to try to win an award. Yeah. You mm -hmm. just took a TV show and put it on the big screen for a week in L.A. Mm -hmm. and New York. And while it's com it's compelling uh, story and information, which is what primarily a documentary is, these other ones took the medium of the feature film to, in, into account. Right. Where this one didn't. So yeah. I, that I was like, Ugh. and it's sort of the safe. It's sort of the safe race pick. In the sense of does that exist? Yeah. Well, in the in the in the the white country club of the academy, yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you want to address race, mm -hmm. and you're choosing between I'm not your Negro, which you do not want to face. Right. America. We talked about this. America, and specifically white America, does not want to have that conversation with themselves because that's what happens after that movie. You have to go home alone and go, wow. Why do yeah. you have to go alone? You gotta be alone, <laughs> <laughs> or or whatever, or have it with who or whomever your friends or family or spouse or whatever. Mm. It's 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 a tough it's a tough conversation. It's a tough conversation for any American to have, especially white America. Thirteenth yeah. is again, wow. There's this misuse of the law that's happening. There's this and it and it and thirteenth is just one window into how broken our government is because our government has been bought up by corporate corporate uh, cor corporations and organizations like Alec where OJ is like oh man that was tough that that happened in the past you know like it's it's <laughs> it's and as the guy says this when they put OJ in prison for 30 years for this the stealing the mm -hmm. stuff in Vegas the one guy goes oh this is white justice you know, they couldn't get him on these things, so... And I'm not... Look... Well, to be fair, he didn't have to break into somebody's house and steal shit. Right. No, yeah, at no, gunpoint. No, he didn't. <laughs> right? But, but again, the one guy who's a lawyer says, breaking and entering, this should be two years, three yeah, years right, at the right. most. And they yeah, gave yeah. him 30. Right. And again, I think he killed... I think he killed Nicole and Ron, for sure. Absolutely. But he got off. And he got off using money and celebrity the way rich people get out of crimes in America, which yeah. is why the system right. is completely skewed. And then... So it's it's too it's too easy to nominate this movie. And plus, you got to think. Let's be honest. And I'm going with Kimmel's joke afterwards, which tanked in the room. 
it, OJ was one of those guys in the audience. You know well, what I mean? Yes. He's on, he's on that level of Oscar. He lived he in would Brentwood. Have been there. He would have been there he probably. He was in Naked Gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, if he, you know what I'm saying, he was a, you know, so and that's, that's why what, they were uptight yeah, with this joke. Yeah, that's why. And and I was like, oh god, that that's why that room drives me nuts mm-hmm. when they get too uptight. And There's shit like a that. lot of uptightness. I remember. I like clapped the, at that joke, and I and I yelled, he he killed two people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was Baptist. Did the journalist tweet that? He killed two people. Lighten up. Uh, what was the one? Uh, I can't remember what year it was, but I think uh, Chris Rock was those. He was making a joke about um, how many movies Jude Law was in. Oh, and it was like he—it was like got so bent out of shape over uh, that. Really, Jude and then Law? Sean Penn came in. Sean, yeah, he's one his, of our funniest. He's showing yeah, his great sense of humor. Yeah, oh yeah, my God. I so wish I wrote on that one because yeah. I would—I would just like, hey, Sean, uh, sense of humor. You remember uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Maybe yeah, it's a joke. Maybe you want to go revisit. And to our host, I remember that he goes into our host. Jude Law is one of our finest actors. Yes. Oh, like, fuck come you. on. You're the reason really? why everyone thinks you guys are jackasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop it. Yeah, stop, stop it. God, yeah. he's making yeah. a joke about a guy that's getting a lot of work. Yeah. Pompous How horrible. Fuck bag. <laughs> and that's the thing, like. Uh, but, you call him a pompous fuck bag? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Love it. <laughs> yep. But that's the thing. That I would should s- be your production company name. Yeah. Pompous, pompous fuck, fuck bags. <laughs> PFB. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Slow five, a PFB production. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Slow five. But yeah, anyway, if you haven't seen uh, 13th, I'm Not Your Nico, check them out. And again, like like we, I haven't seen Life Animated. I hear that's fantastic. Fire at Sea looks really good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all, they're all mm-hmm. you know. I, honestly, OJ was the weakest of the five. Right. right. And the longest. And the longest. And I said it's the one documentary that's actually longer than the Academy Awards. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's decent. It's worth watching, OJ, if you haven't seen it. But when you stack it up with these other ones, right, you'll see right. why it's, it, in my opinion, it didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't make it. So, yeah. <laughs> that's our show. Good times. Yeah. That was How fun. About, wow. That's Thanks for having me. Episode. It was a, over an hour and a half. Oh, what do you guys usually do? An hour. Uh, an hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We do a couple long ones every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Well, well you know, do... the Oscar preview one was an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Feels good. You can cut me out. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Save some time. A lot of editing. Yeah. <laughs> we have a program that says anytime you say the bar, it's going to just, <laughs> just automatically. Why are you doing a 15 minute podcast yeah. this week, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Drops out. Uh, Come on, Chris understands. I have a kid. It was the first time I drank in two months. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you got to make up for lost time. Seriously. Oh, I know. I'm, <laughs> we were in Vegas working once, and Chris was like, yeah. Yeah. All drunk, <laughs> crazy at the bar. <laughs> Took a swing at a guy. It was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I pulled a Murray. <laughs> I clapped at some British people. <laughs> Go out and get get drunk and clap at some Brits, folks. That's what we want you to do tonight. Um, Murray Valeriano, where can people find you? Your own podcast, everything. Uh, I am at Murray V on Twitter. Um, no, so I go to the camera on this one. Yeah. <laughs> at Murray V on Twitter, Murray V Comedy on Instagram, which I just joined. Been saying that for three months. Um, <laughs> Where else? Uh, my dates, uh, March 23rd, I'll be at Levity Live. May 4th, I'll be in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting the, the theater there. Um, but look for that. And uh, I got a at midnight date coming up in April. Oh, nice. So we'll be April 4th or 5th, I believe. So there's a, come say hi on the Twitter and all that stuff. And cool. the Road Stories podcast. Oh, I'm sorry, the Road Stories. Stories. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a podcast I've only been doing for 10 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which you were the fir- my first guest. Really? Yeah. You and Jackie Cation and Chris Frangiola. 
No the way. It's a great doing podcast. It. It's really fun. It's the Road Stories podcast. It's comics get on there and we just talk about stuff like Chris Mancini getting drunk and punching a guy. Right. All, all the crazy <laughs> stuff that goes on the road. You can subscribe yep. on iTunes for free. And <laughs> it's part of the All Things Comedy Network, which is I'm really happy to be part of. Cool. Also. Um, I am headlining Skyline Comedy Cafe in Appleton, Wisconsin, March 17th and nice. 18th. Oh, I was headlining my shows. I just didn't think I had to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to let people know. I'm kidding. No, no. Jimmy Pardo gave me so much shit for saying it, putting headline in front of it when you're headlining. <laughs> uh, I had to say, I have all the years of going on the road opening for Doug. Oh, that's true. Of course. So is Doug on the show? No, not when I'm headlining. Um, and certainly not for the money I'm making. Uh, and then I will be... Uh, Headlining some more shows uh, in Oahu and the Big Island mm. of Hawaii, March 22nd through the 25th. And surfing. As I always say, it's a surf tour with some comedy shows. <laughs> uh, so check that out. And I've got some other dates coming up. Uh, I'm going to be doing some stuff at the Westside Comedy Theater mm -hmm. March 9th in L.A. And I'm going to be doing a show at the Comedy Store. Uh, that Nick Youssef does in, I believe, April. I haven't been at the Comedy Store in over 15 years. Right, me yeah, either. It's been a while. So it's been a while. Um, so that's it. And then, of course, Earbuds, the podcasting documentary. Yes, we want to talk about that. Boom. Uh, we have DVDs and downloads on the Comedy Film Nerds site, and we'll be making an announcement very soon about a distribution mm. opportunity yeah. that we oh. will be uh, uh, announcing very soon. Also, little tease. my hands are in that. Murray's, yes, hands Murray's hands are in the, are in the it, movie. It, and possibly my pelvic region. I don't remember. Yes. <laughs> we had to cut it out. It was too uh, It was too it was suggestive. Too suggestive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I podcast naked. I forgot to tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to see Murray's hands, please get earbuds, the podcasting documentary, available at comedyfilmnerds.com. Um, to everybody watching this on YouTube, like and hit the subscribe button that is below, yes. and you can share this on social media. And this is the first video in, I don't know, a year? A couple year of years. Wow. Maybe so, around there -ish. So check mm -hmm. that out. This uh, will be a uh, regular thing. We are um, working to get it there. It might, uh, might not be next week, but it will be soon. Right. Yeah, we want to we want to start um, filming the show, and then we'll cut up like each movie we discuss into segments that you can watch yes. on, uh, on the YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much. Thank like you for us, having follow me. Follow us. Anything yep. else? No, that's it. Uh, just uh, we have a couple uh, new things in the store. We have uh, Crab Feast hats, mm -hmm. and uh, we just got a bunch of new Thrilling Adventure Hour shirts in. So you definitely want to check out the store. There's some new stuff in there, and there's going to be a Comedy Film Nerds gift pack where oh, you could get oh, the, like this. yes, oh, wow. and the DVD, and the Comedy Film Nerds Guide to Movie, the book, and a free poster. So check mm -hmm. that out. Who knows what the poster will say? Yes. And a picture of my braces. Yes, <laughs> that's a poster of his hands and braces. It's just Murray's yeah, hands. Yeah, those and are the money. Shots. <laughs> uh, thank you to Murray Valerio. Thanks for having me. You guys are awesome. Thanks, Murray. Thank you. Fans and a friend. So mm -hmm. yeah, man, we gotta go surfing. Absolutely. Uh, it's finally stopped raining. Uh, thank you to Aaron, the ATC man. Thank you to everybody here at ATC for making this happen. Um, my name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.